Welcome to Machine Learning, The Way the World Works. I had a dream once where in this dream I was walking up a large set of stairs to a building at the top of this hill and with me was my father. He was super old and he was bent over with age and I held his arm as we walked up the stairs. And then when I got to the top of the stairway, there was a, bu a building and there were missionaries that were greeting us at the doorway, but I wasn't allowed to go in. And I uh, interpreted that to mean that that was like a mission training center in heaven. And I wasn't allowed to go there at this time because it wasn't my time. But my father came back out and we walked down this stairway and um, when I got to the bottom of the stairs I realized that he was really old and my heart went out to him and I felt a lot of love for him and I gave him a hug and I went my way and he returned back to the building and I interpreted that to mean that he loved me and I loved him and that he had passed on to the other side. Now he's still alive, but that dream impacted my heart. It softened my heart and um, I wanted to reach out to him. So I wrote him different letters. He had asked me to write letters to him. So I, I wrote letters and I expressed how I felt and the Lord through the letters began to heal both our hearts and it was a wonderful experience to have seen that in a dream and to have worked through my fears my criticisms my emotional abandonments issues and to express my love to my father um and that was a healing process. That was a healing moment. Now, there was times where I wondered about um, shame and particularly one of my daughters. She was feeling a lot of shame about a failed relationship with a boyfriend. And I was really angry at the young man for having broke up with her and done it in such a dishonorable way. But he had his reasons for why he had to break up the relationship. He has under a lot of pressure from, from other people. And he didn't take responsibility for his actions. And so he just went along with what people were telling him and he terminated the relationship. My daughter couldn't understand that. She was so certain that he loved her and that there was a, a connection between the two of them. In my opinion, if it were me and I loved someone that much, I would make the hard choice and get a job and marry that person. I wouldn't abandon them, but that would be me. And that's what I did when I married my wife. I got a job, 
then I realized that I wasn't going very far in minimal wage employment. So I went back to college, got my college degree, and my wife put me through college, and I was able to get a job and raise a family and see now my family raising their family, and we have now grandchildren. But why didn't my daughter say, just say right at that moment when she saw that these things were not going well for her, that it was the young man's loss and that there would be a better opportunity? Maybe it's the problem of myopathy. In other words, we don't see far enough ahead. I've heard President Nelson say that about tragedies or sicknesses that sometimes we don't see the big picture of what Heavenly Father has for us. He has a plan for us. Whether we know that plan or not, he still has a personal plan for us. And if we follow that plan and come to realize the terms, then we can realize that he has great things planned for us. And all we have to do is love him, follow his will for us, and take the steps we need to to surrender our will to Heavenly Father and let His Holy Spirit reside in our, our lives and guide us through our plan in life. You know, maybe the young man did not reciprocate the emotion that my daughter had. And I had warned her to be careful about dating and to go slow and to make sure that there were reciprocation on both sides, that both had come to the same conclusions, even though he had promised her things, he was not really sincere in his promises, but she believed him. And that was what created the the pain and the injury and the emotional wounds. Emotional detachment results, there's a feeling of shame. I, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not uh, attractive enough. And so that began a cycle for her that led to self-destructive behavior. And that's the pressure of shame, is that it creates so much pain. And that pain uh, and pressure is stress. And you'll just almost want to do anything to get away from that stress. Overeat, um, take harmful substance, or go into denial, or just plain give up. And so you're in this place of serious pain, loneliness, confusion, and this is what they call emotional bleeding. It, it's basically, you're not willing to talk about your emotions. You're not willing to acknowledge that your emotions are, whether they be sad, angry, happy, ecstatic, joyous, sorrowful. It's as if you do not exist. And then comes the criticism and shame and ridicule 
to tear down other people so that you can feel a little bit better about yourself by comparison. Oh, I'm not as bad as he is. Oh, I'm not as ugly as that person. So you say the mean things about other people and it create fabrication stories, not based on fact, but based on what you believe, want to project. And that's a harmful place because that is a form of pride. It builds you up. You float above the ground. And then when you realize that these things are not true, that you've based your feelings on lies, then you come crashing down. And there's no foundation to support you. And Christ is that foundation that supports us. He can heal our hearts if we can uh, have look to him. And it's that simple. Just look to him. Think about Christ. Picture him as you would think of him. Don't think of him as a monster. Don't think of him as a as a cruel man. Don't think of him as a god of stone or wood. Think of him as a man, a holy man of body parts and passions and someone who can deeply understand you because he has experienced everything that you've ever gone through. All your pains, all your emotions, all your sorrows. He carried it all. Incomprehensible as that may seem that another being could understand you at that level. He does have that capacity to empathize because he atoned or took upon all of our infirmities and all of our weaknesses. And so he has the power to make those weaknesses strong. And he also has the power to pay for our sins, to pay for the things that we've done wrong. Now, we have to do our part too, but it's such a beautiful thing to realize that you're you're saved. And I, I don't think we talk about grace enough, but through his grace, we are saved from the natural man, from the, the fall, from our weaknesses, from our cardinal natures, from the lust, from the betrayals, from family members hurting other family members, from loved ones who break trust, from individuals who are deeply in love, who have those dreams shattered. He can heal and mend the broken heart. Um, and as a result, we have the Holy Spirit. You know, we have to feel safe to talk about things. And we know that people can be upset as us and we can feel like they are dead to us. But you may ask yourself, well, why don't I talk to them while they're alive? And perhaps you've tried. Perhaps they haven't let you share your feelings. Sometimes you have to just write a letter that stays in your vault and that will never be read, but it expresses your feelings, acknowledges your feelings. And in that way, you can indirectly make amends to those who have hurt you because you don't want to have the fear and resentment that comes from not acknowledging those feelings. If the spirit approves, do it. The other person has pain too, trust me, they're in pain. Hard feelings can be taken away. The Lord can soften the hearts and 
you can have a friend who was once an enemy 